Hi, my name's Katie. I'm a certified life coach, mother of four, prince, lover, and seeker of joy. Every week, I'm going to give you tools, tips, and tricks to create joy in your everyday life. Based typically on the law of assumption, but we go through other ways as well. So if you want to experience joy in your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday life, come on, let's go. Hello, beloved. How are you? I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well, or I should say, well, I'm doing <laughs> I'm in the process of moving, and so that's a lovely experience, right? You get to cleanse and see what you've been holding on to that you're like, why the fuck do I even have this? Like extension cords, things like that. I think I found so many AC adapters and chargers for phones that aren't even in existence. I'm like, why do I have – I swore I found a Nokia charger. A Nokia charger. Why the fuck do I have a Nokia charger? Uh, I don't think that those type of phones have been relevant since the early 2000s. So I'm like going through all this stuff, cleansing, purging. It's very cathartic, but also it's not my favorite thing. Okay, let's just put it that way. (laughs) But it'll be my favorite thing once I get it all you know, separated, organized, and done. That's the beauty, right? We don't like the going through. I've talked about this before, the wilderness. That's what I feel like I'm going through right now, the wilderness. We don't like the going through, but we like the promised land. So at least I'm going through. I'm almost to the promised land. Anyway, how have you been? We are almost out of summer. We are back into school. I can't even believe that. The kids started way earlier this year, probably due to COVID, but it's just, it's nice to have all the kids go back to uh, in-person school. My kids are not yet because, like I said, we're moving and I don't want to put them in, but we'll get into that later. Uh, Before I get going, you know how we do soul truth. So let's do that really quick and then we can just jump into the topic. So the soul truth card today is... What if it was easy? What if? What if it was easy? What if it was effortless? So the back says, it doesn't have to be hard. Call in the universe, the stars, the angels, and all their powers. Find the solution. Would you take the next step if it were easy? It's time to expect ease. Call in grace and receive guidance. You are supported. Today's soul action lists 10 possible ideals for your soul's current calling. Lean into ease. It's here. You just have to say yes to it. Oh, like Flowetry. I don't know if you've ever heard of that group. All you got to do is say yes. Yep. All you have to do is say yes. So you are supported and you have divine grace. That's also what the card says. So grace is, I don't know how many of you on here get into faith and things of that nature, or if you believe in karma. I've addressed before, I believe in a ripple effect. Like when you throw a rock in a pond and it ripples out, I believe in that. Okay. I don't prescribe or subscribe or however you want to say it to karma per se, because I believe in grace. I believe that 
You can always begin again. You can always start anew. Every day is new. You can change your thoughts in an instant and become a new person. So grace makes way for that. Karma means that you're always held to what you've done before. So you have grace. Things can be effortless. That's a myth. That's a belief that we've curated over time. Anything worth having is worth working hard for. You need to work hard to feel a sense of accomplishment. Uh, No, the fuck you don't. It depends on you. Do you like to work hard to feel a sense of of accomplishment? Then yeah, good for you. That's your belief. If you have a belief that things come easy and I'm okay with that, that's your belief. That's how you get to roll in this world. You are the meaning maker, remember? So if you think things are easy, then they will be. Now, we've also talked that polarity is the form of life. We live in a relative world, up, down, high, low, easy, hard. So you wouldn't even know what easy was unless you had experienced hard to know what effortless feels like. Because the knowing God part of you, everything is effortless. God said, let there be light and there was. And he said, let there be X and there was. Let there be Y and there was. It was. Every molecule on this planet conspires to do God's will. And you are God. So why would things be hard? That's a myth. (laughs) Anyway, so we'll let that go. Journal on that today. List 10 possible ideals for your soul's current calling and lean into ease. Just say yes. All right. So this is probably going to be short and sweet. Maybe not sweet, but short. As short as I can make things. We know I'm a rambler. Anyway, so the topic today was on boredom. Got bored? (laughs) Are you bored ever in life? The reason I bring this up is because like I said earlier, my kids are, it's back to school time. And my kids are not back in school yet because we're moving. And so I why register them just to pull them and take them a week later where they're going to be. So all their friends are back in school. And what do you think the number one thing I hear is? I don't know. You're like, I don't know. Tell me. (laughs) I'm bored. Mom, I'm bored. Mom, I'm bored. I don't have anyone to hang out with. Mom, I'm bored. And I'm sure... As a child, I probably said this to my mom. I just don't remember this because I don't really get bored. I always can think of something to do. I'm growing more into an introverted mindset the older I get. While I love people and people energize me, I'm content spending time by myself, even in silence. And so that's what I want to talk about today is how we can use boredom to our advantage. So boredom has two facets. Boredom is a feeling, first of all. Uh, I am bored would be a thought, which leads to the feeling of boredom. And when you feel bored, how do you show up in the world? How do you act? And then what result does that create? That's always what we're trying to get at. So boredom from a sense of lack, let's go down that thought paradigm. So the thought, I am bored, I feel bored, And if we're going from a sense of lack, that would mean I would show up in things like buffering through drugs, done that, check, alcohol, check, (laughs) Uh, TV, check, Uh, 
hanging out with friends maybe that I shouldn't have been in the past or current, check. That's what boredom can lead to. We use boredom as a, or we see boredom as something we have to flee from, I guess you would say. And that leads to buffering in the way of, like I just said, drugs and alcohol. As I see predominantly with a lot of my clients, it's TV, alcohol, or social media could even be a form, any type of buffering. Anything that helps us uh, hide from our feelings is buffering. So when you come from a place of boredom, that's a feeling most people don't want to feel. They have to be entertained all the time or they just can't sit with themselves for long enough. So I need to buffer from that. And when you buffer from boredom, I want to say you're kind of cheating yourself because you're missing out on all the goodness of you. You're missing out on building a relationship with yourself. And that's what we're trying to get out here. How are we going to know what we want or what we desire? And then how are we going to create it if we can't even sit with ourselves long enough to think of what we want to pursue? So boredom has a flip side of the coin. Pancake has two sides, right? Boredom on the flip side is freedom. It's abundant. When I was younger, I was uh, had to spend a lot of time alone because I wasn't allowed to hang out with friends. And so I would read a lot, a lot. I would go to the library. That was really the only place I was allowed to go was the library and the local pool. And uh, so I would go there when my mom was with me or I would go to the library and I would just load up on books and read and then come home and, you know, I mean, savor every drop. I was like such an avid reader and then go get more. I just always had to stock up. And even that can be a buffer, right? Because we're hiding in books to escape our reality. We never want to be escaping our reality, That's a bad buffer. That's a lack buffer. But I use these books to jump off into thought work because at the time, like I've told in the past, my dad's schizophrenic and he would always hear voices and think things of me and my siblings that weren't true. And so I would hide and in my room just to be safe and I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. So I would read and I would use that time to discover me and Obviously, the fact that I went into drugs later, I didn't fully get to know me, but it was a step, right? It was a stepping stone. So I would journal, I would read, I would just get into all facets of things that interest me. Anything that interested me, I read about it and just savored every drop. And now as I'm older, I appreciate that because what I read, it has like become a fullness. I planted a seed all the way back then. That's why you cannot say, well, if your manifestation hasn't come in four weeks or then you're not doing it right. Bull fucking shit. Bullshit. Because you are reaping the harvest of shit you planted when you were eight, nine, 10, all sorts of ages. It just, remember, hits different. You go through experiences in life and you're like, oh, that's what that was all about. We live life forward, but we learn from it looking back, right? So looking back, I could see that was all for me because it helped me now that I'm an adult be able to sit with myself. It helped me to, that's why I think I love meditation so much is 
because I can sit with myself in silence and I like to hear what I have to say. I like spending time with me. I'm my own friend. And I know a lot of people get into like, oh, self-care and this and that. And then they're not authentic or they're too, and I don't want to say woo-woo because I don't like always the woo because <laughs> that denotes like spiritual weird. I'm probably spiritual weird and I'm fucking okay with that. But a lot of people, they like to say that they're into, you know, taking care of themselves or doing this or that, but they will not even spend five minutes with themselves alone. Not even five minutes. It feels so foreign to them or uncomfortable. They feel like their skin's going to crawl. I have so many people when I say, well, do you try to meditate? Even my own children. It's just funny. My, one of my own children, I, I said, well, do you try to meditate? Mom, that's your woo-woo new age stuff. That's not me. That's not who I am. But then my child needed therapy to work through some things. And what do you think the first thing the therapist said to him? You should try to meditate. Meditation, I'm going to say it from the rooftops, from the mountaintops, from the clouds, wherever. Meditation is life. When you can master being with yourself and feeling your feelings and being comfortable with you, that's when life starts to get delicious. So that's where flow, creation, it gives you the space to see yourself, to stand back from a distance and be like, hey, do, do you like that you do that? Do you want to be doing that? Let's pivot. Let's make a change. So we get to sit with our thoughts and feelings. And the reason that that is so beneficial is because we think we are our thoughts and feelings. I am sad. I am angry. I'm a bad person because I thought this about her. I'm a bad person because I thought this about him or about the situation. No, beloved, you are not a bad person. You are not what you think. You are the observer of those thoughts. And you are at liberty to do a new thing anytime you want. Anytime you want. Anytime you want. You're the watcher. You're the soul behind the eyes. You're the consciousness that's going to go on and on and on. The brain's going to do what the brain wants to do. The brain likes to scan and search and spin out. We've already talked about this before. You know this. It's sometimes hard to incorporate it into us. I'm no fucking different. I was so addicted to worry. And sometimes I still get caught in that loop. But I'd be so addicted to worry with my emotions. Like, that's why I don't want to feel bored ever uh, in the past. Because, like, if I had a moment to myself, and this is, like, why I did drugs back in the day, is if I had a moment to sit with myself, I'd feel all sorts of shame and worry. And if I even dared think a new thing of joy or it could be better, I felt like I was... uh, I don't even know how to articulate it. I felt like, no, you can't put the worry down. Got to hold on to that worry. You got to hold on to it. You can't put it down and pick up joy. You just can't. Because what if you put it down and you're wrong? What if you go and be happy and then something bad happens? What if? Well, if we're going to spin out and tell stories, and this is a lesson I had to learn, well, what if the worst thing happened? 
you'll deal with it because you're a strong, badass motherfucker and you're going to deal with it and you'll get through it and you'll go on to the next thing because you will persevere. You're persistent. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be listening to this shit. If you weren't interested in growing and being a higher version of yourself, you wouldn't even be listening to this. You wouldn't have the time for it. You wouldn't have the bandwidth for it. You're just like, eh, this is just not my tea. So to summarize, boredom can be used to fuel us. Use it to sit with yourself and get quiet with yourself. When you get quiet with yourself, that's where all joy lives. Become a friend with yourself. That's where creation lies. You get so many badass ideas. I'm going to be like, badass fucking ideas. But I'm like, I've swore so much on this. Sometimes I'm just so spicy. And other times I'm more subdued. But most of the time I'm pretty spicy. So when we can sit with ourselves and be a friend to ourselves... And not fear what we think. And like I said, we get so many ideas and the creative juices start flowing. Then we build the momentum to put that stuff out in the world. And when you're your own friend, when you're your own friend, you're not really too caught up in what other people think. Sorry, I just hit something. Think, say, or do about you. Because you got a friend that you can lean on. And another thing I want to refer to is when you get intimate with yourself, you get intimate with your imagination. And what does Neville say about imagination? Joseph Murphy. Mur- yeah, Joseph Murphy. <laughs> like, so tongue twisted. But Neville, Joseph Murphy, anybody who really teaches on thought work. I don't care if it everybody teaches on thought work. Your imagination, thoughts create. Just Neville says the imagination is who? The imagination is Christ, the Christ within. Your imagination is Christ. And as you are able to cultivate and strengthen that relationship, that's when your God power just explodes. It comes full force. Because when you trust you, there ain't nan thing another motherfucker can say that'll deter you. It's the truth. I mean, it might, we're all humans. We want to be liked and loved, but it will be desired, but not required. Where a lot of times it's required to be desired for you to feel valid about yourself, right? So anyway, be with yourself, get intimate with your imagination, listen to it like a friend and just love on you, love on you. And when you do that, the sky's the limit, beloved. You'll start seeing little buds of creation pop all over the place. Oh, my gosh, I had this bomb-ass idea. Oh, my gosh, I had this bomb-ass idea. And then I put it into action. Maybe it worked. Maybe it didn't. But that let me see what was going wrong or right. So then it gave me another bomb-ass idea. And then I implemented that. Have you noticed? I just want to add this at the end. Have you noticed and? You're not like this because, like I said, you're listening to this. But we strive and strive and strive all of our life to go to kindergarten, to get through school, get through school, to go to college, to go to college, to get married, to get married, to have children and buy a house and to do all the things to get a job, to work for that job, to retire, to live your life, to do all the things. No, 
Have you noticed like that little gap in between build a family and get a house to retirement? That's like a huge stretch of life. What are you doing in that in between? What's going on in the in between there? Are you like pursuing goals? Are you pursuing your desires and dreams? Or are you sitting back watching fucking Netflix, seeing other people live out their dreams? Just something to think about. And I'm not hating. I am not hating because how do you think a bitch came to that? I used to do it too. Sometimes I still do. I'm a human. But we want to get to that promised land. We want to get the fuck out of the wilderness, right? And we're going to get there together. Anyway, so I just wanted to spit on boredom for a minute. Are you using it to help you or hurt you? As always, beloved, have a beautiful, beautiful day, whatever you define that to be. Peace out. Thanks for kicking it with me. If you want, you can reach me by emailing me at katythejoylady at gmail.com or you can check out my website at www.joyisyourbirthright.com. There, I always have four free intro sessions so we can pick at any limiting belief that you want and bring you some clarity so you can see what the power of coaching can do. So hit me up. Otherwise, have a beautiful, beautiful week. Peace out.